1: Turkey's on parade, turkey's on parade, everybody get ready, cause the turkeys are on parade. Santa's on parade, Santa is on parade.
2: Oh, Santa's on parade, there's some turkeys in there. Guys, we have (laughs) such information for you. Oh my god. Welcome to the pop history episode on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's bonkers. (laughs) This is such a ridiculous. I feel kind (laughs) of
3: drunk because of how weird I feel about this episode. (laughs) I really thought this was going to be just sort of a cute, dry, little, like, clean cut episode. And this is one of the most chaotic things we've ever covered. Yeah,
1: we did the new, and one would have thought, we did Rockin' New Year's Eve. I thought for sure that would just be, like, people pissing on people and all these crazy stories of, like, Clowns getting set on fire, but no, that was relatively tame compared to the early history of <laughs> the Macy's Thanksgiving parade. Day Parade. And uh, we were just, I was just saying, but I do just love how irresponsible... Black and white times were, how how gleefully just dangerous they treated everything.
2: I love hearing, like, from my sister's generation, she's 13 years older than me, how we are so soft because of how she was raised. We say the same thing to the Zoomers. You know, every generation thinks that they are tougher than the generation after them. In reading about the kids and how they lived Any time before 19, I'm going to say 82, was just such Mm. a nightmare. Everything (laughs) that had, kids were just like, eh, well, I don't know. Uh, Make them work harder for it. Oh, what do (laughs) they want, a smile? Makes me think of Scrooge. Oh, (laughs) you want a penny? You better work your 12-hour shift
3: after school. Figure out how to make extra hours in the day. Figure it out. I really, you know, we've really normalized uh, parades In our society, they've become sort of corporate, but parades are anarchy. Yeah. They are insane. They don't make any sense. They are dangerous, they are reckless. Bad stuff happens all the time in them, but we just kind of
1: have made it. Really, and I love uh, them. And I, I know. love everything
2: about them. The I love the Macy's Day insane. Parade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, this year will probably be the tamest of all of the parades for various—well, not for various reasons, because of the fucking pandemic. If you're listening to this at the time of its uh, around the time of its recording, we are still in that whole business. If you're listening to this in the future, oh man. You're oh, so lucky. I'm so jealous. Yeah, Are you <laughs> smiling? Are, you Are you out 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 of the park? future?
3: Did you go to Disney World this year? Don't. Are you taking public
1: transport? You, do you have plans to go to a concert later? What Did you go to
3: a concert? <gasps> Did you go to an outdoor summer concert? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Not this
2: <sighs> year, everyone. Close your eyes, because we're at the Macy's fucking Thanksgiving Day Parade. And Absolutely. And things were harder back in the day.
1: Uh, this is, I guess, the gush portion. I'll just say definitely a Thanksgiving staple. Um, always the, the, I think that initial sign, you know, walking in, smelling all the delicious food, going to my Gamma's house where the whole family congregated. The parade would always be on when we walked in. And it was such a part of the atmosphere that just screamed Thanksgiving. You, I associate when I hear those announcers, it's always like an in the background thing too, that I love so much that like, I just hear you hear those announcers in the background. You look over every now and again, but it's literally just there to, as a part of the setting. That is Thanksgiving and always will be. And then football afterwards, of course, but it's just is as much comfort food as the whole actual food itself.
3: Jackie, you never, had you ever gone to it in person, being a New Yorker?
1: I have never, but I did Me go neither.
2: to see the balloons being blown up the night before, which was awesome as shit, but oh. as someone, and you you all know, Empress of Thanksgiving here, to come mm, yes. in to talk about my favorite day of the Self, year.
1: Self-proclaimed, Uh yeah. Well,
2: ouch, and yes, <laughs> I am the Empress of Thanksgiving, yes, Thanksgiving is my favorite, and I love the parade, I saw the balloons, but... Everybody knows if you're a real New Yorker, you don't go to the parade. You try and stay as far away from the parade as humanly possible, just like New Year's Rock and Eve. In the same way that Holden used to live in New York, you don't go to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade.
1: You no, stay away
2: that. from it, yeah, but yeah. you still watch it on
3: television. I was there
2: once.
1: Oh, really? Oh,
3: did you? I was working, Yeah. I was. Uh,
1: you're talking I about was, it like the way you're talking right now. It sounds like it was a. You were in Vietnam. Continue. <laughs> I'm
3: flashing back to all the the street Here. performing <laughs> I used to, da, to da, do. Da, da, da. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, it was. It's not that far off. I feel like it was Vietnam for me. It's probably
2: similar. Yeah, um, I bet I'm it's assuming. just like it. <laughs> I've seen Jacob's Ladder. When is Natalie's Stepstool going to be a movie? And I (laughs) want
3: to see it. I mean, technically, maybe I'm inside of it right now. I won't know. (laughs) I won't know. Natalie's Stepstool. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, so my personal Vietnam was I used to do a lot of performing in New York to like advertise for shows, and I was hired out. As a performer for Cirque du Soleil for a couple months where one of their shows called Wind Tuck, which was a winter themed show, uh, there was like a group of us who would have to go around like the tri-state area and to different events and perform on the street. So one of the times we had to go do that at Macy's. Thanksgiving Day Parade, which, you know, is what people want to see when there's a big parade happening. They want to see people <laughs> behind them
2: yes. also performing at the same do time. Do your flippies. Doing your flip-flops. Um, I do have to ask, did you get paid to do it, though?
3: Oh, yeah. I was a performer. Oh, okay. so I was like, Yeah, I was a hired performer. It seems <laughs> yeah, like
2: good. a lot of the people involved in the Macy's Day Parade don't get paid. It seems like a lot of work for a lot of oh, volunteer yeah. time. In fact, people love to volunteer, to be a part of the Macy's Thanksgiving that's Day Parade. That's one of their biggest,
3: that's a, that's a scam of a parade.
2: Uh, it, yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful scam. It and is. then they think, it's like, oh, you can get close to the C-list celebrities. And actually, I never really thought about this before, that there is a reason why they don't bring in A-list celebrities. I always kind of just assumed, I mean, of course, they, they pepper them in every once in a while, but I always just assumed, oh, no one would want to give up their Thanksgiving morning. But in reality, it makes sense. They're trying not to overshadow the Broadway performances, the, you know, the all of the high school marching bands that come the in. The street performers that are standing the in perform- the
3: crowd
2: who are dancing, even though they're not dancing. And no you. one looks at them. Everyone is <laughs> there for that, Natalie, because it's magical. <laughs> and all right. I, I had to miss the parade many, many years because I. Worked as a baker for a pie shop, which means you work on Thanksgiving. And then before then, I was a nanny. So I hadn't really been able to. And then I would come home and try and find someone that had recorded it on YouTube because usually they didn't save it anywhere. And I would watch parts of it sad and alone and i would get re- in fact the macy's thanksgiving day parade made me really sad because it missed i missed being home i missed my mom still Aww. for some reason she's the person that gets up on thanksgiving and is cooking at 6 a.m i don't like as now as someone that has hosted my own thanksgivings um you don't have to get up at 6 a.m in fact you could just you can just push the dinner a little bit later, which is what I do so I don't have to because now every year I get drunk with my friend Holden at 6 o'clock in the morning see, for that's the, the thing. Macy's yeah. Thanksgiving Your parade. mom's
3: not a drinker, so she's just getting up with excitement and freshness and feeling great, and we get up feeling – Bad about
2: ourselves. I mean, I completely understand. Why do you think I have a thawed turkey on my counter that after this, I'm going to get in the oven? Because that's how excited I am to make turkeys. I love a turkey. And if you know how to do it right, you get that juicy meat. Ooh, you make that bird so juicy. Did I buy a 19-pound turkey for Jeff and I?
1: Yes, I did. <laughs> and that's, of course, why you are the Empress of Thanksgiving. And by Thank the way, you. since we can self-proclaim things, I am the creature of Christmas.
2: Of course you are. Natalie, <laughs> still stuck in nom? Uh,
3: yeah, no, I'm a nom, for sure. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get a... Uh, I don't have a Halloween... Uh, I guess I could be Halloween. I need a... If you guys are all going to have holidays...
2: Yeah, but what if you're easy for Easter? You're easy Easter. <laughs> <laughs> you say, I'm a little bunny rabbit. I'm Natalie Rabbit. Now I'm easy for Easter. Easy for Easter. How about erotic for Easter?
3: <laughs> okay, erotic for Easter. All right, I'm about, okay. By class the way, it up a little uh, bit.
1: As Creature of Christmas, my whole thing is that in the morning when the kids run downstairs, I arrive before any present is opened. I get to pick out one of the presents of each of the children and take it as my own. Of course, no. I always try to find the thing they want most by looking at the look in their eyes as I touch each present and try to sniff out the one they most wish for.
2: Ooh, that's, see, I think what you should do is you get it there before them. I'm sorry not to tell you how to creature, but yeah, I think what? you should open up all the presents first and then you get to choose <laughs> right, right, so they don't that. even get to open the presents. Right. That's so what a creature would do. I open them do. all in front of them and
1: then I yes. sort of slowly kind of work my way through them. As I pick each one up, I look at them to see if, if there's a little like, uh, like a little get hesitation a little that yeah. like, that might be the very number one thing they wanted that year. A little titillation.
3: You know I mean? And, and that's, that's your giving them the gift of the lesson of Learning disappointment. Yeah, of uh, yep, life is and not l- fair. Life isn't fair. Holden brings disappointment to everybody's home. Yes, to
1: everyone. And I give those gifts, <laughs> by the way, to old homeless guys to sell for drugs.
2: See, that's nice, <laughs> yeah. giving back to the community. Exactly. In the way that the Macy's Day, Thanksgiving Day Parade really I, – I also realize in all of this, I always call it the Macy's Day Parade, even though that is not what – that doesn't make any sense. So if I keep saying that I apologize, um, I never – Really thought about it before. It makes oh, all that, more that sense. corporate
3: that corporate uh, marketing
2: really paid off. It though. is for Macy's. It was made for Macy's. In fact, to the point that like even reading through this, like I've read multiple articles that were like, you do know there are other parades in other cities <laughs> on yeah, Thanksgiving?
3: Yeah, whatever, Detroit bullshit. Fuck
2: you. <laughs> we're all about Macy's, and I guess it all starts with a little man named. Hussy Macy.
1: That's right. Uh, by the way, quick synopsis. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade happens annually in New York City. As the, it is the world's largest parade and is presented by the department store chain, of course, Macy's, starting back in 1924, which ties it for the second oldest Thanksgiving Day Parade in the U.S., It takes place for three hours starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard on Thanksgiving Day and has been televised nationally since 1953. It consists of over 8,000 participants and a crowd of more than 3.5 million turns out to watch it in person with over 50 million watching at home on TV. I'm manifesting
2: it right now. I will be a host of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade someday. Please. I'm manifesting it right now as we speak. If this episode doesn't lock it in, I don't know what will. I don't know.
3: Uh, Wait. What's the other? What's the other old parade?
1: I'm not sure. I didn't get that. I was just like, what are the? Give me the numbers. But I will say, I did happen upon Jackie's uh, file, secret file that she has with plans to kidnap Al Roker, so that she can replace him in the parade. I'm gonna fatten him up again. I wanna, be, I was
2: like, bring old Al back. <laughs> and then we're gonna come back. I'm gonna bring fat Al Roker back with me. And then we're both gonna be like, Fatty's on parade. Fatty's on parade. we're gonna be like throwing gravy out into the crowd. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? There's a
3: whole generation of kids that have only known skinny Al Roker. Yeah, I know, man. I
2: need more representation, Al Roker.
1: And Roland Hussey Macy needed representation for his retail dry goods stores. That's right. Is his name
3: actually pronounced Hussy.
1: Hussey, yeah. I believe so. I think. Unless it's Hussey. Uh, yes, he. But also, he origi- that would be more fun. He originally founded four retail dry goods stores between 1843 and 1855, which all failed. But he Aww. learned from his mistakes, and he moved to New York City in 1958, and there he established a new store called R.H. Macy Dry Goods on the corner of 6th Avenue and 14th Street, making just. It's a big li- store. Mm hmm. It's a big store, but he only made $11.08 in sales on the first day, which is actually equivalent to $326.82 today. But either way, the the logo actually included the star in, in some form since day one. And this is Dang. actually because he had a red star-shaped tattoo as a teen working on a Nantucket whaling ship. Oh,
3: my God. He's emo. He's such an edgelord. We didn't even
1: know. Yeah. Ooh, I, like bet it was a, I bet it was a poking stick, too, or whatever. Probably. Uh, but either way, as his business grew, he was known for using publicity devices such as a store Santa Claus, themed exhibits, and illuminated window displays to bring customers into the store. This is a dude that knew what he was doing. I think that it's uh, a,
2: it's fun to see someone that was like, I am an entrepreneur, here to entrepreneur my way through this big city. And in my brain, he, they all talk like transcontinental railroad drivers, and uh, I'll kiss them. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a turn-on? I, I, the, the, like, the, the, all aboard. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, look at this. Oh, fatty little girl that's pretending like she's a turkey. <laughs> Doesn't she want to hop on hop pop, on, if you Hop will. on aboard my Venus.
3: Mm-hmm, this next yeah.
1: factoid felt, like, <laughs> very transcontinental to me as well. The store would later move to 18th Street and Broadway in order to be placed on the Lady's Mile. What is the Lady's Mile, you ask? An elite <laughs> shopping district of the time. It was named the Lady's Mile because there was enough security in the area to allow women to shop without male companions to accompany them. Oh, thank because if, God. Yeah, <laughs> enough, there, were en- there was enough security out to make sure they weren't armed in the streets while trying to just shop in the middle of the day. You know what? It sounds nice, but this is how we got women's lib. And
3: this yeah. is how the decline of our country is, the collapse. When you allow women, women can just walk
2: down the street without <laughs> assistance. Yeah, you no, me? that's why Bella needs Edward, but we don't need to talk about Twilight, but I Uh-oh. remember when she was walking in the streets. <laughs> now, I will say, talk about entrepreneur. I think that the- these are some fun facts I found out about Macy's. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. But- it, it They are actually very interesting that when the prohibition ended, the first liquor license in the city was issued to R.H. Macy & Co. so he could Whoa. sell adult beverages in his stores and also Macy's was the first to introduce colored bath towels to America in 1932. Before that, America only had white bath towels. The nation's baths and showers were given a technicolor makeover, thanks to the unusual move by Macy's. Besides bath towels, Macy's also brought tea bags and baked potato to America. (laughs)
3: whoa Whoa. (laughs) you forget it's really we just we have so much at our fingertips you forget how much of a novelty some things like they didn't have baked potatoes before yeah like what yeah dog and and you know what those those colored bath towels i think they really uh they've really brought a lot of joy into our country and communism i won't buy a
2: white bath towel i um, understand i like i want i say i want it to always look dirty and I say that to all my towels as they come out of the dryer. I say, yo, you're going to go and get dirty again, aren't you, towels? White towels are a pain because, like, if you get makeup on them, if you get your oh. period blood on it, oh. You know? Moon's blood, please,
1: hold Moon's it and cover your ears. The you don't understand blood. what we go through. Moon
2: juices.
1: Well, my cums is on it and everything. Oh, yeah, your cums. Your, well, your
3: com- That's what White towels are good for that. Cousin
1: yeah. goes, why is it there? And I go, I don't know. I made a mistake. But either way, ownership <laughs> of the company was passed down <laughs> through the Macy family until... 1895, when it was acquired by two brothers, Isidore and Nathan Strauss. And in 1902, the Flagship store moved uptown to its final resting place, Herald Square, at 34th Street and Broadway, where it remains today. It slowly expanded to take over almost the entire city block. And that's an avenue block. It is massive. Uh, it's this big! Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that is uh, from Broadway to 7th Avenue. And uh, now we can start talking about the history of the parade, unless you want to tell us about more um, vegetables and items that were be- slowly became available to America through you're the You're a vegetable. Well, isn't it
2: interesting? <laughs> well, Macy's actually was, you, you go into your store zone and you're like, oh, there's an escalator Bu- who gives a bull, but I- I'll give you what, Light Macy's, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Macy's Jeez. had the first escalators in their store and they were made out of
1: wood. My goodness. What? How? Click, clack, 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 Click, clack, 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 like that. Macy's also uh, re- was the first to introduce the fuckable mannequin back in 1968. <laughs>
3: oh. Yeah. Jokes on them. You could always fuck a mannequin if you tried hard enough. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, see? I'm still. I'm, I'm, entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. I am still <laughs> locked into the, how, how did the, how did the wood escalator work? Clack, 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 clack. Pulleys,
1: mechanical. Really? Yeah, Was and there,
3: did they have little tiny people inside pulling them? Probably. They were,
1: yeah, they were. Right, you already said they were made of wood. Uh, they were. I bet people were convinced there were people down there. But yeah, I think it would be. Uh, Was it a hand crank or either way? It was definitely like very. Whatever it was, it was in Macy's and everyone, they were covered
2: in baked potatoes. They were covered in their colored (laughs) towels and they were just man clack, 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 clacking up all all the floors of the Macy's. I mean, as we'll get into, there were
3: no child labor laws, so there very could easily have been some children underneath there, like in
1: Snowpiercer. So once they expanded this huge, they wanted to celebrate the opening of the, quote, world's largest store and its one million square feet of retail space. And they decided to throw a little parade on Thanksgiving morning in 1924, calling it a Christmas parade as they set their sights on early Christmas shoppers on the day. And there were full page ads that were put out in newspapers promising a, quote, marathon of mirth. Store employees marched to the flagship store at Herald Square dressed in vibrant costumes for six miles from Harlem, a procession that stretched for just two city blocks, and the employees were said to be mostly immigrants but longed to put on a celebration similar to those festivals and things in their home countries. It's so
2: smart. This is such a smart thing to do, to drum up business. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. we'll just make everybody come out here. And then at this point... The parade, I believe that it was also in the very beginning, that was six miles long. Yeah, I, see,
1: I, yeah, I said six it was miles.
2: A, yeah, six Crazy. miles long. So they couldn't walk all of it. So all of the uh, floats were pulled by horses. And mm-hmm. they were actually pulled by horses until 1939 because the parade route was so long that no one really could. Wanted to walk. The, I mean, you know, they didn't have the New Balances on. I tell you what, you know, they had a, they had to work for those shoes that they yeah, had they, on. The I mean, of they, the there feats. were horses dying
3: left and right on that prey. They would just oh, bring yeah. another horse out, and get strap another it in. horse for it. Then they would throw the
2: horses out to the poor people so they could have meat for to dinner. Feast. Oh, I apologize. I do have an answer. My my facts, my factoids are all jumbled for your question earlier, Natalie. Philadelphia has the oldest Thanksgiving Day parade. It's Gimble's Thanksgiving Day Parade that debuted in 1920. Wow, I didn't know that. I lived in Philly and I had no idea that that happened. I don't think you're, I guess you're not the Empress of Thanksgiving. No wonder. You're I'm the, not. you're the erotic Easter bunny.
3: <laughs>
2: oh. That's
3: going to be
1: such a bad look. I
3: hate it. I hate, I hate just it. Just
1: in like stripper heels, but like the full bunny costume. Yeah, you're it's Natalie
3: like, Rabbit. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like a girl's next door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's awesome.
1: So for the original parade, there were floats, professional bands, and live animals that they borrowed from the Central Park Zoo, including sure. bears, elephants, camels, and monkeys, and of course, you had Santa Claus at the end to welcome everybody into Harold Square with a uh, the whole blowing of a trumpet uh, to reveal the Fair Frolics of Wondertown Christmas time window display, which the was Fair actually Frolics of Wondertown. That sounds like a <laughs> that sounds like a van you don't want to go into.
3: This is just all like an opium
1: dream. All of this. <laughs> yes. They also, by the way, he was crowned the King of the Kitties. As well, they put a crown upon... Ugh, not the animal! ...in front of an audience of over 10,000 people. The theme of the window displays was uh, nursery rhymes. Therefore, the floats were Mother Goose favorites, such as Little Miss Muffet and Little Red Riding Hood, which largely consisted of marionettes created by puppeteer Tony Sarge. Back to you, Jackie. We should do this like a a host of the Oh, my
2: God. We're just like we're hosting it right now. Oh, thanks, Holden. Yeah, it is
1: pretty cold out here.
2: Oh, yeah, we don't know if if the wind's going to take away the balloons today. But what I do know is that there is whiskey in my coffee, Holden. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is around the same time period that um, it was well believed that with children, that the less you touch them and the less you talk to them, the better. That actually, it was believed around this time period that if you touched or coddled your child too much, that they would turn into a socialist. <laughs> and we don't want that. <laughs> Not for the holidays. This is also around the time in the 1930s that if you look My up God. baby cages, that is when they are told that <sighs> kids need to be outside a little bit more. Oh, so the they baby constructed- cages. So Cages out of the window, so that if you're in an apartment, you could just leave the baby in the cage that hangs out the window, and then it's got fresh air, and you don't got to watch it because it can't
3: go anywhere. So, uh, if you if you out there listening have not seen pictures of this, you have to Google it because I lo- they look it'll so blow sad in the baby
1: cages. It's so terrifying. <laughs> imagine
3: this is in New York, where a lot of these buildings are very high up in the air. I mean, these babies are just. Levitating. Terrifying.
0: The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes.
2: I do want to say quick about Tony Sarg, who is the person that Holden just mentioned. So this dude was a known, he was known for being a puppeteer and a marionette artist. He even had his own marionette business. So Sarg was actually the artistic director and the mastermind of the parade. Starting in 1927 is when he introduced the inflatable cartoons and caricatures that would become synonymous with the holiday tradition. So it's because of Tony Sarg, of why we have the balloons in the first place, and why it makes sense that they are all designed like marionettes, because it was all his vision of how they could be controlled by people on the ground rather than from the air. And I just never... Is it sad that I was like, oh, my God, they are all marionettes. And I never thought about <laughs> it like that before. And yeah. I was, I said this aloud to Jeff. And Jeff was like, wow. No, <laughs> oh, <laughs> isn't
1: that cool? Fun. Hey, just remind him of the Steel Magnolias week, okay? Oh, God. At least, at least I'm just not sorry this it is for
3: him. Yeah, yeah,
1: lucky stars that you're just going, oh, marionettes. <laughs> oh. Oh, they're just puppets, sitting they're in here the sky. Um
3: Yeah, so that, the marionettes, too, were they... But That guy designed part of the window displays as well, as that Yeah, he said? did the
1: whole window display t- thing as well, that's, yeah.
3: that's something that I think um, they really attributed to a lot of the success early on in Macy's mm-hmm. was their window displays, which they continue to do to this day. Mm-hmm. And they really are fucking magical. Like, if you go down that street around Christmas time. I do
2: think that's like when it's Manhattan's prettiest. It's brilliant artwork. It's so cool. It really is so cool and worth your time if you're around there. But I think that this is also, again, this goes back to the idea of like, this was all, again, Macy's idea to yeah. bring Sargon to make this better. It's
1: so business brilliant. Well, and this mm-hmm. is the thing too. As we said, this was just to celebrate the opening of their, quote, world's largest store, but- The parade is so successful that they declare it to be an annual event after that. And now I would like to talk about Ragamuffin Day. My favorite thing I learned about probably (laughs) this whole time is that there was a day Thanksgiving used to be haunted by a thing called Ragamuffin Day. From 1870 until the 1920s, that
2: is 50 years of ragamuffin <laughs> day by the way so,
1: so so before i get into specifically ragamuffin day which seems to be specifically a new york city thing apparently thanksgiving was a lot more of a masquerade a masquerade masked event where people were like throwing pennies at each other and all this sort of thing around the country but Ragamuffin day seems to be specific to new york city where they weren't just dressing up as all different types of things including racial stereotypes but they were actually specifically dressing up as like charlie chaplin tramp style hobo people and going around and what would they say jackie Anything for Thanksgiving? But they were not British because, again, this happened in New York City. Although, Would who I knows? British they British in my
3: head uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, I bet you there were. Yeah, they yeah. could, be
1: yeah. a lot of Irish. So, so, and people apparently hated this. These, these kids were dressed up like... Making fun of the homeless and going around and bothering people less than a month after Halloween where they did pretty much the exact same thing.
2: The (laughs) L.A. Times in 1897 said Thanksgiving was the busiest time of the year for the manufacturers of and dealers in masks and false faces. The fantastical costume parades and the old custom of making and dressing up for amusement on Thanksgiving Day keep up from year to year in many parts of the country so that the quantity of false faces sold at this season is enormous. But if you look up, again, Ragamuffin Day, look up the pictures of how horrifying these children look (laughs) on Ragamuffin Day. They're very scary costumes. I mean, honestly... Old school Halloween costumes were also very scary. I just think it's so – look up. There is a specific article that I think you should look at. It's called When Thanksgiving Was Weird. It's an NPR article, and that's where a lot of the pictures come from. And it – ugh.
1: T- horrifying
3: I mean but the, the upside is that You get to throw pennies At kids
1: At kids At Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving I think it was a lot of that too And so We bring this up Because the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Helped to end Ragamuffin Day So that instead it was like Look at the zoo animals Look at the you know everything like that or whatever right but it, look at all the tortured animals we have yeah, exactly. yes and in that article they did also
2: go into the fact that it also ended around the time of the beginning of the great depression when no one had anything so actually making notice of how little everybody had was
1: just more of a downer than anything
2: yeah. so they're yeah. like uh, what do we uh, uh, we'll put on a parade instead <laughs> uh
1: so then in 1927 the zoo animals were replaced by helium filled balloons because of course the roars and growls of the tired <laughs> exhausted animals
0: oh my god uh, scared
2: the children
1: so much that they, they were like they
2: ripped these animals out of a zoo and they are they are born and raised in the zoo they put them in the streets of New York there's kids running around dressed like homeless people (laughs) and (laughs) the kids are terrified it's just the zoo, their lives
3: in the zoo aren't bad enough, you're gonna make them walk down a street while people are throwing stuff
2: at them and screaming (laughs) what? this is a fucking nightmare I just love that the growls and the snarls of the tired animals scare the children too much. They should be scared.
3: That is a smart reaction to that.
1: <laughs> so the first balloons were mostly cartoon characters, most notably with Felix the Cat, and they were designed again by Tony Sarge and produced by the Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company in Akron, Ohio, up through 1980. And at the end of the parade, the balloons—this is okay. This is the next. Like, what the fuck what is happening in the were 30s? They thinking about <laughs> or the late 20s. So back in the day. They didn't have a plan for deflating these balloons. So they just released these massive balloons into the air. There was this is this is in 1928 or a year after actually 1928 Macy's then decides, hey, how about we stop wasting our money releasing these balloons in air? We'll offer a hundred dollar reward to any returned balloons to the store, which would by the way, would be fifteen hundred dollars in today's money. So definitely people were. And
2: interested. that's what. So also. So they're releasing these balloons. The entire city is desperate to go get these balloons because also it'll be like a fun, great honor. And inside of the balloon, they have to get the actual balloon because the certificates were also placed inside of the balloons for them to get to spend the money at Macy's. This is, this is in 1928. $100 is a ridiculous amount of money back then.
1: Yeah.
3: They're, the... the <sighs> <sighs> There's it's, okay. so funny me, me reading about this really just Exemplified How chaotic the world truly is And society is an illusion Because the idea That they would make all of these things But put no plan into place About what they would do at the end of the parade With the balloons And so they go, let's just let, let them go in the air And see what happens And then when that was kind of fine They were like, okay, now we're going to why don't you guys all, all you starving masses, why don't you guys fight over the balloons? Fight them. Fight. And how much do you want it? And the person who survives at the end will win money. So we were already doing, like, Running Man-style
2: events back oh, then. Oh, for forever. And this is also the, a parade that had, like, the, you know, some of the balloons were cartoon characters, but there was also a human behemoth that was 21 feet tall, just random behemoth, <laughs> that there was uh, there was a 25-foot Dachshund. There were flocks of gigantic turkeys and chickens and ducks of heroic size, interspersed with occasional cannibals, and also a 60-foot-long dinosaur pulled by cavemen. <laughs>
3: I just... Uh, also, also you, in, when those balloons released, an airplane, a guy got in yeah. a plane it and was just a
2: decided w- he would catch a balloon. There was a, a woman, balloon.
1: actually. It was a woman that did Clarence? It, you, it. Colonel was a Clarence? Woman? I have Colonel Clarence E. Chamberlain managed to nab a balloon with the wing of his airplane. So they had to put a ban on retrieval via airplanes the next year. However, in 1932, another pilot attempted the same thing. This may have been the woman pilot. That's and the it woman almost crashed. Oh, great. So they of course, right, and oh, all that. So so oh.
2: This, <laughs> <Great>. this <laughs> description of what happened is great. So in 1932, a 60-foot <laughs> Tomcat balloon was released after the parade, and a 22-year-old aviation student spotted it floating at 5,000 feet over Jamaica, Queens, like a sea serpent out of its native element, <laughs> the Times reported. <laughs> she sent the ship hurtling at the goggle-eyed creature. The left (laughs) wing of the plane smacked against the balloon fabric that was Tom's hide. The plane went into a deep tailspin. Robert Cripo, author of the book Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, said she turned the engine off so it wouldn't catch on fire. The plane plummeted. The woman nearly fell out, but catastrophe was avoided when the instructor took control and pieces of the balloon fluttered away from the wing. The balloon disabled the wing, and both of them ended up being fine, and that is what made them stop. Are you
3: are you telling me that you can't Doing just you can't bullets. use airplane wings like hands? Because why am I working towards this pilot's license <laughs> if not to grab things with my plane?
2: That, yes, like the grabber yeah. game,
3: like that claw grab game. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's How else well so are you good. supposed to get them? See, this is why, like, we get overregulated by the government, because people are so fucking stupid. I
1: love it, though. I just love how zany (laughs) the things were back in the day. And, um, that, I mean, honestly, it's so top-loaded with the craziness. The ragamuff day, the zoo animals, the balloon race, which is what Macy's referred to it, by the way. The big balloon race that would happen after each parade. Which, honestly, is quite whimsical until lives are at stake.
3: Then the balloon death match for who wins
2: the money. Uh, Yeah, this is, but again, considering that this is around the time that you could. Instead of having to pay for a, you know, if you're bringing your baby on a flight, keep them with your luggage. That's what the sky cot was for. <laughs> the sky God. cot was where you could keep your babies where the luggage goes on the plane. Oh, I why pay for a, a ticket? The babies don't need the experience. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's also around the time that they they said that all expectant mothers could safely smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. And <laughs> it
3: does make you kind of understand why boomers are so furious all the time <laughs> yeah yes
2: they were kept with the luggage and they weren't oh allowed god. to be touched and kept in cages outside of the windows so they could get fresh air oh my god the babies were kept with the
3: luggage i definitely thought you were making a joke <laughs> i wasn't <laughs> the sky god oh my god did they put did they ever try to make the baby cages on the wings of the airplane
2: to get you the know what in? i i Call up Macy himself. Get this man on board. This is the best great invention I've ever heard in my life. Strap the babies to the wing of the plane. (laughs) Give them a thrill. And fresh air. So
1: so getting back to the the evolution of this parade, I will say in 1934, that is when the first celeb makes an appearance with singer-actor Eddie Cantor joining the event. Also, this was a notable year because the Mickey Mouse float was introduced as well. But there were some dark times ahead for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, because a mean man named Mr. Hitler fucked up uh, the Macy's Parade by sparking <laughs> World War II, and since there was a shortage of helium and rubber, because the balloons back in the day were made of rubber, unlike today, the due to the war effort, the parade was cancelled from 1942 to 1944.
2: But you know what was actually really cool is that since the Macy's president at the time, Jack Strauss, decided to cancel the parade, but what they did is they took a good amount of the Balloons and Macy's donated 650 pounds of balloon rubber to the military since there was such an insane shortage. That's awesome. Like, that's That's really cool. That's cool.
3: It's jarring to hear you refer to him as Mr. Hitler, because I don't think he's referred to that very often. Mean
1: Mr. (laughs) Hitler, put a frown on, he's gonna scare all the children. All right, please. In in 1945, though, I will say the parade does return, and this was the first time it was broadcast on television. They went bigger than ever before. They had over two million people in attendance, and it, it reached even further heights when it was featured in the film Miracle on 34th Street in 1947, which showed footage from the Parade in 46, so now this is that's when it really just becomes a household event from there on after.
2: Yeah, now it's on the boob tube everybody.
1: We can see the floaties on the boob tube. It's on the boob tube and the balloons need lube. I couldn't figure out how to finish that out, but either way, the balloons go through a definite (laughs) evolution uh, from their rubber origins. They started mixing low density helium and air which allowed for bigger floats such as a 50 foot hummingbird. Now I've seen every fucking thing.
2: Everything. And they
1: switched eventually to rubber, from rubber to polyurethane.
2: We would be remiss if we didn't talk about the balloonatics, and yes, Please. the balloon designers are referred to as the balloonatics. I had so much fun doing the research <laughs> for that. I was just like, "What are you talking about, balloonatics?" Uh, so the I've seen those.
3: I've seen those documentaries where the woman sits on the balloon.
2: Oh, yeah, that's yeah, That's what you're that's talking about, about right? That's a, that's a bit of a different... Oh, is that... Uh, calling them documentaries on their picture shows? <laughs> so the name of Balloonatics came from the Balloon-Covered Float from 1926, which was referred to as the Balloonatic Float. They liked the name so much, they named it themselves. And they love designing the balloons. I read way too many articles about how they design the balloons. Let's just say it's a long process and they really like
1: doing it. I mean, I've got a couple little tidbits here. They're created in a former Tootsie Roll factory, how cute is that, in Hoboken, New Jersey, which was redubbed the Macy's Parade Studio. They start with a pencil sketch, then they bring in aerodynamic and engineering consultants to do calculations to make sure they can actually make the damn thing. And then after that, they make a clay exact scale replica and a painted model before cutting the balloon out of fabric. They then test that fucker out and make adjustments to the fucking piece of shit and make sure it can fucking fly for the kids. they don't fucking piss their pants
3: wow so it only took them about 30 years to uh, make a plan
2: beforehand (laughs) it's and also they do something called they so they after they inflate them they have to make sure that they're going to um not pop so they undergo a skin stress test that they called thumping and they thump (laughs) on the balloon to see if it'll pop Wow! Oh, okay. So it is like those sh- movies I've seen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Size does vary on balloons, but they're generally around sixty feet long and thirty feet wide. With each balloon needing around ninety handlers, with around two to three thousand handlers total for the event, and the handlers must weigh at least one hundred twenty pounds, or else they float away. They'll float away wow. because the
2: the balloons are at least they said four hundred pounds each.
1: Well, I could probably hold two balloons then. Either way, for (laughs) each balloon, there is also, there are team leaders. I really thought this was interesting. There's an overall leader, like a manager of the whole thing, a pilot, a captain, and then two drivers. Which all have different, very specific leadership roles, and they
2: all get trained individually as well, which is great. Cr- like they all undergo. There is a lot of training involved in the Macy's Day Parade. Ah, oh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade! It's just too much, you know. It's just too it's, many
3: it's a, words. That's a
1: mouthful. Snoopy holds the record for having the most Thanksgiving Day NYC parade floats with Aww. six different balloons since 1968.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> Um and also another fun balloon fact that <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my mind doing this research. I wrote in huge letter balloon shenaneries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please, can we talk, by the way, some of these quote unquote shenanigans involve <laughs> serious injuries. So. I know, but that's like the fun of watching.
3: It. I mean, I don't want people. Okay, I'm not. I don't want people to die. But it's right. like part of the fun watching like an, a potential accident happening in the yeah. white post
1: hit a police officer it's always entertaining
2: I just that's what makes it sad about this year's is there won't be any
1: no, real there's not
0: enough
2: spectators to get accidents. hurt <laughs> but that apparently so originally there was a Superman balloon right but Superman had to be upright because they hadn't realized how to be able to build a balloon so that it would look like he was flying, which was the first balloon to fly underdog. In 1965, the four-legged superhero, who was just an ordinary shoe shiner by trade, was the first character designed to be flying, belly down and cape flapping. Up until that point, even Superman was depicted standing straight up, Grippo Hmm. said, who is the man that wrote the, the... non-fiction book on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day course, Parade. Of course, his
1: name's Grippo, yeah.
2: The, uh, Grippo! Oh. And Joe Harris, the illustrator behind Underdog, who also drew the trick Serial Rabbit, worked with engineers to create the first of its kind balloon. And to Grippo, he says, To this day, it's my favorite. <laughs> There's no need to
3: fear. Underdog is here. <laughs> Remember, they used to play reruns of that on Nickelodeon. I loved oh, yeah. Underdog. He's
1: cute. So let's talk. Can we talk about the accidents? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we what, can. Just, just immediately, because nothing's funnier than watching kids watch something t- terrifying for you know <laughs> to them as a child. And so uh, one of the first sorry. Ever, I mean to laugh so hard, right? But it's so fun, me? right? So one of the first yeah. ever crazy wow. balloon incidents yeah. that happened was in 1927 with that Felix the Cap balloon. It got tangled in some telephone wires, and it caught on fire, which re- <laughs> made it got retired from the brand back. So all I can imagine <laughs> is these children crying, <laughs> looking at these raining Felix the G- <laughs> Felix the G- <laughs> <laughs> on fire. <laughs> this is another really hilarious one. In 1957, the Popeye float had a bit of a design flaw. His so hat funny. collected rain, which ended up dumping over 50 gallons of water onto the crowd below in <laughs> freezing cold. <laughs> Uh, Uh,
3: Oh, they could have used
2: him when the the other one was on fire. Yes. And in 1962, the same thing happened, but with a Donald Duck hat. I like that they didn't even learn from their
1: mistake. (laughs) 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 Um, A Kermit the Frog balloon got drenched in 1985 and had to be carried. In 1993, a Sonic the Hedgehog balloon, this is a famous incident, injured an off duty police uh, captain and a 10 year old girl. I believe that was the lamppost. It's a lot of lamppost shenanigans. Is well, because
2: that's cause so that's what they do. So every year, obviously they work on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade all year. They go through the parade route and try, you know, they chop down as many trees as they can. There's they try and get rid of as much debris as possible to make this not happen, but there's only so much you can do between the wind. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until I believe, what was it, like ninety-eight? That they finally decided like, oh, if it's too windy, we probably shouldn't have balloons flying because they hit into the lampposts.
1: posts. It took a little bit before that. In 1997, a woman was in a coma for near uh, for nearly a month after a cat in a hat balloon careened into a lamppost, knocking debris on spectators. Also that year, by the way, a, the Barney float couldn't take the 43 mile per hour winds, and it had to be removed from the parade by way of police officers stabbing holes <laughs> in it. And take them away, boys! The just <laughs> all these cops are just... Oh, I apart. love <laughs> you. You <laughs> love that me. Oh, <laughs> oh so my God, It's so
3: funny. Oh, uh, my
1: God. And then, and then, in two thousand five, <laughs> an Eminem float injured two sisters when it also hit a street lamp, which hit them. And then, after that they finally added new protocols the biggest one being wind measurement devices installed around the route to alert organizers of unsafe conditions and then they will pull the balloon if it's too And windy. so
2: last year they were almost landed because remember Holden we didn't even know if there was going to be the floats in the or the balloons in the parade last year because the winds were so bad yes. I guess we don't have to really worry about that this much this year but we'll talk about that later on Well yeah the irony of the most
3: popular famous parade being in New York is Those the winds that are uh, on Manhattan because we're being right off the ocean and And because the the buildings are so high, yeah, it is like no wind you've ever experienced. It is the craziest feeling because it just bounces off of the the, uh buildings, huge
1: buildings like fronts,
2: and then it just creates these tunnels.
3: The grid
1: system is specifically helpful to winds being insane, so yeah, because it's an
2: island, so it's surrounded (laughs) by water. So you'll be walking down an avenue and you hit a street. Which goes the opposite way. And then you'll just be like slammed with a huge gust of wind because it was being blocked by. But it goes from water to water. So that's why it zooms through the streets. And then when it's cold, too, in the winter, (sighs) you
3: actually like I have screamed.
2: And had the wind the winds knocked
3: there. out of me too, when
1: though yeah. like and you're just like
3: <gasps> <laughs> it's so brutal. It's and then so they simple. put a braid down that
1: pathway. So crazy. So yeah, at least they have some ways to protect, but yeah, it is completely insane.
2: Let's talk about floats! Hey, yeah, yeah, what about the fucking floats? That's what I wrote in huge letters on <laughs> <in> my notes.
0: <laughs> the legends are true. Overwhelming. power oh. sauce of destiny. Yes!
1: Well, though they were around since the first parade They really kicked it up a notch When the company Manfred Bass Bass, Took over in creating them In 1969 It ain't me, it ain't me I ain't no fortunate one I'm just setting the scene It's 1969, it's the summer of love Everyone's fucking and sucking or dying in Nam Or both at the same time, but either way Don't say
2: it in front of Natalie's stepladder Yeah, it's... (laughs)
3: I'm it's having flashbacks of, d- of wearing a huge costume and dancing sexual. when nobody's looking at me. It's <laughs>
1: awful. So, they, they, uh, so what they did was, the Manfred Bass that is, they made them so that they could be flattened to get through the Holland Tunnel, then reassembled in the early morning hours the day of the parade, which allowed them to just make crazier floats.
2: Manfred Bass is the hot nuts and bolts, as one worker put it, of the whole Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade operation. That they said when he joined the parade crew, he had been involved in what he calls the Jules Verne notion of reality as fantasy and fantasy as reality. This motherfucker took his floats. Very seriously. <laughs> and they, yes, yeah, so uh, like you said, the, the floats cannot be any larger than 12 and a half feet high and eight feet wide to fit through the tunnels. But most of the floats are 40 feet high. So these floats have to come apart and they have to come back together securely enough so they don't wobble. So they also have to do it very quickly because... The floats carry singers, dancers, actors performing and Manfred Bass calls the floats theater in the round. And it must not be destroyed by any wobbling. No wobbling on these floats. The wobbling, how would just ruin this art? With the wobbles? I love that it's referred to as theater in the round because honestly, it is. It is. It is really, in thinking about pulling apart what the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is, the fact that it shows, like, the hit songs on Broadway currently. Like, for people that had never been to New York or had never seen a Broadway show or have never seen a musical, as a kid, I can't even imagine it because we grew up going to the theater. Like, we did go to the theater fairly often. So I can't even imagine how my brain would have exploded seeing that stuff for the first time. But I also will say... There's a lot of old – like a lot of vintage Macy's Thanksgiving Day parades on YouTube. Go check them out. Hell There's yeah. some very dated stuff. And a lot of the costumes <laughs> and everything are very scary and very <laughs> – even just in the 80s and the 90s where you just Ooh. look at it and I'm just like, oh, that's why I was scared of parades when I was a kid right. because you see the like – the hollow eyes of all of the different, like, <laughs> characters, everything. You're just like, oh. oh, 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 oh. <laughs>
3: yeah, you really don't know how scary a mask is until it gets improved over time and you look back and go,
2: huh, <sighs> oh. <sighs> like the ones that are in Times Square, the guys that, you know, like the Elmo that comes and tries, like, give me a hug. And you're like, I don't want a <laughs> hug from you. You are matted with dirt.
3: Give me a hug and then you pay me
1: $5 Pay for me it. $5 for it. There were also balloon float combos, which are referred to as faloons, and balloonicles, which are vehicle balloon combos. Balloonicles! Balloonicles, I love it. An example of a balloonicle is the Cruisin' Cupcake, set to appear this year, apparently.
2: Ooh,
3: I'm excited what about it. What does
1: that mean? Is that a, is that a show? Uh, it's a balloonicle, Natalie. Uh, but is a- it... <laughs> <laughs> is it based on anything, or is it just cupcakes? Natalie, if yes. you ask me any more questions about balloonicles, I'm going to cut you. I'm going to gut you like a fish. What I'm going it? to slice you open, and then it won't matter anymore. You can't
2: slice over see balloonicles. The light your uh,
1: but either way,
2: <laughs> let's talk about performances. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> there always- I hope you're enjoying this, guys. Oh, I yeah. really... I really
1: have not laughed this hard while doing research in a very long time. So ridiculous. Just Ragamuffin Day Alone is so perfectly titled and just everything about it is so funny. Um, But yes, the performances are less funny. They always, yes. uh, they're always, always college oh. and high school marching bands that do the parade every year, as well as cheerleaders and dancers, which are chosen by the National Cheerleaders Association. And if you want to be a part of the National Cheerleaders Association, you need to like go talk to Lindsay, and she doesn't usually let anybody in. So you better like, not even worry about it, and lose 10 pounds, and stop talking to George, because George is my man. And your teeth aren't white enough. Whoa. But either wow. But either way, there's a classic performance that's happened since nineteen fifty-seven, and that performance is the Rockettes of Radio City Music Hall. Oh my god! I man am in love. I
2: can I mean I think I know that I've told this story many times on page seven, but Henry and I got to meet the Rockets because, yeah, we went, we were at the Radio City Music Hall show and we were kids, and Henry got chosen to go be in Santa's sleigh on this stage because they would always choose one boy and one girl, and he got <laughs> to go backstage and meet all the Rockettes, and I was so good even though I didn't get chosen because I was used to that being Henry's younger sister. And so I sat there and I was really good about it. And apparently the little girl that they picked to go up on Santa's sleigh was such a horrible little bitch and that they thought I was so good that since I didn't get picked and I didn't complain, I didn't even cry, I was only happy for my brother, that they came back and they got me and they put me on Santa's sleigh too.
1: Whatever, dude. Like Seriously.
2: Do, oh. and the rockets were all really nice, and they were all really tall <laughs>
3: <laughs> um. I I think that doesn't this actually seal you as the empress of Thanksgiving? Yeah, I mean, I think it actually so.
1: does seal you as the empress of Thanksgiving. That's a lot coming from the creature of Christmas and the the Halloween Hussy. Yeah, the Easter only, <laughs> Easter only fans over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, all the Rockettes were inspired by a British precision dance troupe company called the Tiller Girls, which was sent to the US in 1900 to perform on Broadway, and this caught the eye of a dude named Russell Market who thought, and this is a great transatlantic uh, quote, uh, accent quote, if I ever got a chance to get a group of American girls who would be taller and have longer <laughs> legs and can do really complicated tap routines and eye-high kicks, they'd really knock your socks off. <laughs> they'd so. really knock your socks off. <laughs> I actually also performed with the
3: Rockets on the streets of Manhattan.
1: Oh, wow. That's awesome. I really give you a boner, boys. I'm so getting
3: I- a lot of this is really Natalie's stepladder, because I'm having flashbacks of every street performance that I had to do oh, for money when I was poor in the middle of winter wearing no clothes. Is that oh, yeah. why you are silently crying? I can I can see it. I can feel your your upset. You'll never hear it in my voice. Good for I've you. Trained myself.
1: Stay strong. The Rockettes, by the way, are also the always the last pre parade act to perform. Most live performances by musicals and individual artists are done. Of course, we should all just know this. They're done using lip sync. And yeah. this is because, uh, yeah, yeah, due <laughs> to technical difficulties, because even The Rock in New Year's Eve, and we talked about how, you know, Mariah Carey had that big uh, flub that she had. I mean, they, they have a lot of complications with a still standing stage outside in, in a situation like that. So like moving floats You're is moving. so hard to do, like yeah. wireless microphones.
3: One of my one of my strongest watching parade on TV memories is uh, Lou Bega very poorly lip-syncing <laughs> Mambo Number 5 yes. on a float Whoa. because awesome. it was just, he wasn't even close to hitting the lyrics. Yeah, And yeah, it was really interesting to watch. That's great.
1: Um, and the uh, first featured performer was Milton Burl back in 1949, and since then there have been a ton of performers. The list is insane, including, just to name a few, Abbott and Costello in 1954, Shirley Temple in 1959, Aretha Franklin them. in 1967, yeah, 98 Degrees, and Christina Aguilera in 1999. I remember that one. I we actually, oh, yeah. went back and watched the teenage Rihanna in 2005 doing her first hit. De, she did Ponder yeah. Replay. Yeah, yes, yeah. De oh, replay, which was yeah. her first hit. Yeah, yeah. We did we talked about that in the Rihanna yeah, that's episode. Right. That at least that hit we did. But I mean the list just goes on and on. And you're right, like even Rihanna back in 2005 was C-list. And I totally, totally uh get what you were saying earlier. Um, or or at least B-list, Jackie. Like, she wasn't like Rihanna.
2: Well, and that's, yeah, I think it's usually that, outside of Broadway, of course, they, in 1979, they invited Diana Ross, who was huge at the time, and Grippo was talking about her, yeah, oh, oh, Mr. Grippo, how she had real star power. And that essentially it was something that nobody had ever seen before, especially in the parade, that she basically put on a Broadway show during the parade. But you could see the whole street behind her dancing. That it was that it was apparently such a magical moment that uh, she really owned it. But then it really does. It overshadows Santa Claus. Why do you want to see Santa coming and why is that the end of the parade when you can watch Diana fucking Ross performing? Yes, You please. know? Um, is Grippo this person's only name?
3: Are no, they one no, named? Natalie,
1: Grippo is the puppet he talks through. We don't know the guy's actual Hello. name. Oh,
2: I love Thanksgiving. It's a no, his name is Robert he... Grippo. Oh,
1: okay, Robert no. Grippo.
3: I was going to see uh, ask if we had confirmed that he is not
2: himself afloat.
3: <laughs> I don't think he or, is. Oh, my God. A balloon.
2: Oh, Is the float just telling me what he thinks I want to hear? I think he might. The talking boy
1: float. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ah. And who likes Dick and Broadway? The first musical was back in 1975. (laughs) What? With the musical Shenandoah. And it is now an annual affair. There's always musical numbers. Uh, there was actually some brown, ground broken recently. In 2018, there was a performance from the musical The Prom, during which actresses Caitlin oh, right. Kinoonan and Isabel McCalla had the first same-sex kiss in the parade's broadcast which is, history.
2: I'm glad that hopefully people had moved on because in 2013, Kinky Boots performed, huge show, and a lot of critics were appalled, and it was it even yeah. says in the article. Critics, many of whom were not New Yorkers, were appalled that the performance featured male actors in drag. Is such this such a is 2013. musical.
1: That's huge. Yes, famous. and it's.
2: But what I appreciate is that Macy's immediately responded, and so did NBC, backing up their choice that they said, as 2013's Tony Award-winning best musical, Kinky Boots, is not only a hit with Broadway fans, but. Black Friday shoppers, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade has always spotlighted the best of Broadway since the 60s. And this year is no exception. And you know what? I really fucking appreciate that. They did not back down. There was no, it was like, no screw you. This is what are you talking about? But also get the fuck over yourself.
3: For sure. There was definitely a bunch of whiny Winonas. I couldn't think of a double you named. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, about <laughs> That's the. a
1: good one. Whiny Winonas, yeah.
3: The the same-sex kiss, of course. I mean, if you remember during the Super Bowl last year, too, it was Ugh. so many, so many people talking ass. about how the children were defiled and how
2: they wanted to bring back Ragamuffin Day and not these uh, I slutty bet. women. And you know what, where I bet they don't have sticks up their asses? In Clown You, yes, we are talking about Macy's Clown College for the parade. Now, there are 33. Now- I I guess I have to look this here. There are 33 clown groups in the parade. Some of these groups include the are some pirates. The birthday party clowns. The high roller skating clowns. Cornucopia clowns. The nutty cracker ballet clowns. The hoedown clowns. The viking clowns. The turkey tech players I'm and sports fans. <laughs> and keystones, cops, and robbers. Maybe they shouldn't have all of these anymore, but they certainly
1: <laughs> do. Tell me the cops and robbers ones. Maybe it's a little bad
2: for them. Uh, oh, yeah, it's- cops are robbers. That a little? And so uh, the day begins, so everyone goes, it is a day-long training affair. The day begins that they have to, but we can't know what the actual clown oath is. But what I do know is that it ends with, most of all, I promise to have fun and continue to wave and smile, spreading joy and tossing confetti each and every mile. So there is a warm up by the Big Apple Circus clown captains. Everyone gets into their different groups and they learn and they act the pot and they figure out what they're going to be doing. And um, I guess it's just a bunch of improv and people are like feverish to be the clowns in the Thanksgiving Day Parade, which I... uh, I had no idea. I would be absolutely terrified, and I don't think that I would ever really want to do that. But I'm not a huge clown fan, and I am happy that you know physical comedy still exists. I th- I, I I support that part of it. You're but going like to an
1: entire you sound like your you're a you're clear being an apologist. of clouds. Yeah, yeah, you were like literally just trying to be like, I'm not the. F- Friendliest friend of clowns, but <laughs> I do appreciate how much they scare children and how shitty they, they are. He, he, he we should be, be segregated
3: from the clowns. They're different, you know. They... The same but equal. <laughs> round uh, them up. They should. <laughs> no, don't round them up. <laughs> Maybe if we just create their, they get
2: their own society that mean is a, Mr. apart Hitler from us. Put a frown on. Because you're very scary. All right, please. Are you
1: done with Cloud i I was giving you your time to talk about it. Are you finished with the Cloud Guys? I'm cloud? done. I'm done. All right. Let's talk about the history of television coverage here and now, henceforth, and for the rest of time. The first ever broadcast was on radio in 1932. You just had to hear descriptions of the parade. I'm sure that was fun for fucking Billy. And All right. Do you want to do that this year uh, instead, Holden? Instead of. Yeah. We'll just what we're looking <laughs> I will describe at. it. To Do a everybody. podcast
3: about the parade, like as it's happening. It's a b-
1: balloon and it's oh. very big. big? <laughs> <laughs> Hope it doesn't kill anybody this year. Um, so either way, uh, but it, it was initially done as an experimental broadcast uh, for television by an NBC local channel in 1939, and it officially aired on CBS in 1948. However, I, I did never think about this. But this was this was kind of interesting to me, the delineation. NBC has been the official broadcaster since 1953. But as you can see every year, CBS also does the parade, but it's an unauthorized coverage under the title, The Thanksgiving Day Parade on CBS. This is legal because it is a public event, oh, like unlike event. a sporting yeah. event that you buy tickets for and it's in that way, this is so public the CBS can also be like like kind of the bastard child broadcast uh, over always?
2: You can
3: watch yeah. it
1: here too. They even kind of got shitty with it a little bit. In twenty twelve, they changed the route to make it harder for CBS to film, but CBS managed to figure it out somehow. But they they what? there was like they tried section. to hide
3: from CBS.
1: Yeah, they're trying to like get away from them. It's pretty Jesus great. Jesus Christ. I love the but idea that NBC... Holding-
2: <laughs> Every year now, for the past two years, it's difficult for us to stream yes. the parade. Why is it so difficult? I think it's because they wore about it. So you can watch the other coverage, you can watch the CBS coverage, but it's like not the. It's like not the parade. It's not the parade part of the route that you want to see. Jesus. So you're not seeing the performances.
1: And Jackie, this year I have Hulu TV and I will and even though it won't I will be able to I will just share my screen with you. And okay, we'll, we'll, we'll actually be able out. to watch it at the same time. And It won't be such a nightmare as it always is every year for us at bleary eyed at the crack of fucking dawn. Crack for at dawn. least Jackie, for me it's nine in the morning, but I'm still fucking hungover and pissed off. You know how it goes. But either way,
2: <laughs> this <laughs> year. Also, you should totally join us because we're going to have yeah. a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, you should join us. It will be a great time, and uh, uh, oh, oh, to continue with the television broadcast. The event was initially a one-hour telecast. It eventually got to three hours long by 1969. It ain't me. I ain't no fortunate one. Oh God! Oh Natalie, Natalie. come back (laughs) to us. Dancing and dancing. Come back. Come back to us, Natalie. Uh, from 1963 to 1972, the parade was hosted by Bonanza star Lauren Green and yeah. Betty White. Oh, my God. That's fun. Ooh. Later, Ed McMahon was main host uh, in the late 70s. And now they generally just get people who host the Today Show. Uh, On NBC, which definitely most especially Al Roker, of course, he's always in the mix, but they always just get hosts from there.
2: We need Al Roker on Thanksgiving morning. Now, I do want to say that the cleanup of the parade. Take some time and a little bit of dough. That the – after the parade, floats are immediately disassembled, balloons deflated, and all are returned to their warehouse in Hoboken. And now the sanitation department estimates it costs about $30,000 to clean up after the parade. Now, that number came from the 1990 parade. So I imagine it probably costs a little bit more now. So mechanical street sweepers are used to clean the mess – But in 2012, one website reported it took 75 sanitation workers and 15 sanitation offers to clean up 40 tons of parade debris. And also, kind of fun, it takes, there's about 4,000 individual uniforms that have to be laundered afterwards every year. And it takes an entire month to get all the costumes laundered and another month to reassemble them and put them back into their packages.
1: Huh? <laughs> well, wow. if you've got a big fucking- I'm just,
3: letting my, I'm just sitting with those thoughts. I'm just thinking <laughs> yeah, think about, about it.
1: it. Uh, think about it. Think about it. And lost in your dark past as well. But either way- It <laughs> means you, it's your fault. If you have a fucking frown on your stupid face about this year, fear not, fuck face. It's gonna happen, just it's not the happen. same way. Okay? This of course, 2020. Um, the 2020 parade uh is going to happen. But it is going to, well, I read one place is going to take place over a two day period, but I don't think that's true. But either way, it'll have 75%. They're recording it over a two day period. Oh, so they're going to record some of the it.
2: Broadway stuff, like, like some of the performances that are going to record the day before and then show them even though they had only been, uh, since it won't be, so it won't be live.
1: So I guess I could go into town and catch some of it technically.
3: Right. Are they still going to be on 34th Street?
1: No, it's all going to take place. Well, yes, but it's all going to take place in Herald Square. Like it's just yes. going to be in the square. There's not going to be like a march. Therefore, oh, so there they're going be... kind to of
2: basically close it off. It's yes. a single city block, so they're just going to go around the city block rather than through the city.
1: Yeah, there will be no marching bands or anything
2: like that. No, all the balloons are going to be done by motor vehicle. Like no, like none of the volunteers. Yeah, it's gonna. It, it is a bastardized version of it for sure. It's but... nice.
3: They're. It's nice. They're trying to do something. And, and there's
1: something there's nice. more Broadway performances. It looks like we've got ain't too proud for uh the last. Life and times of the Temptations. There will be a Hamilton performance, Jagged Little Pill, the Alanis Morissette musical will have a performance, Mean Girls, and of course the Rockettes. There's also going to be performances from a bunch of different groups, including the lesbian and gay Big Apple Core Band, the Big Apple Circus, and the West Point Marching Band. Other stars include Jimmy Fallon and the Roots, Patti LaBelle, the cast of Muppets. Uh, of, I love it and when and the Muppets. Of Muppets of come. Street, Dolly Parton. Uh, of course, you gotta have fucking pentatonics. <gasps> and... Santa Claus, I do believe, it will show up on I the be- day. And to, to the
3: chagrin of the Waini Wainonas, there will be a massive non-binary orgy Yes, in
2: Yes! The of it. I'm gonna be a- can I be a part of it? We're going to New York, baby!
1: Uh, balloons will be tethered to a, quote, specially rigged anchor vehicle framework of five specialty vehicles rather than carried by handlers, and the full parade route will not be used, With all activity, as I mentioned before, limited to the Herald Square
0: area, and there
2: you have it. Area. There will be no spectators. No spectators this year. But we will spectate from our homes. But that's okay. We'll have (laughs) taters. Yeah, baby. We gonna have 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 mass taters. We gonna have sweet taters. We gonna have every other kind of tater you could ever imagine. But no spectators. No. Mm -mm. Because we're in the middle of a pandemic. I had so. Much fun doing this. Thank you guys one. for letting me be on my little my little Thanksgiving stump over here uh, because it is my favorite. And now knowing how ridiculous – honestly, it makes me love the parade even more. And I didn't know that that was possible.
1: Wow. Agreed. I know. Agreed. <laughs> so uh, there you have it. Thank you so uh, much. Yeah. For- this, has
3: made, made, this has made my brain into – the soup that I needed it to be during this time. Please.
1: That was Hell definitely yeah. the goal. And I hope your brains at home are soup as well. If you'd like to follow us further, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Honestly, though, too, twitch.tv forward slash so on the morning, nine a.m. E.T. Check out my Twitch with Jackie and who knows who else might pop in as we cover this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It has been a pleasure. To have Holden. this factoid follies with you guys.
2: Do you want to dress up like Ragamuffin Day for the Thanksgiving Day Parade? Maybe. I think you might be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for Thanksgiving! Anything for Thanksgiving, Natalie! But Natalie can come over and you can throw you throw pennies at me. Yeah, Isn't that oh, what you always want to do? I would feel bad. Not, if you were a child, I would do it.
1: Natalie!
2: Natalie! And uh, my <laughs> name is Jackie Zabrowski. Thank you guys again. Uh, yes, I'm the Empress of Thanksgiving. And you can follow me on
3: Instagram at jackthatworm. I am Natalie Jean. You can follow me at the Natty Jean and you can follow us on page7LPN. All right. I love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Bye, everyone. Oh, I'm,
3: I'm waking up. I'm on my steps. Oh, I'm <laughs> done. No, 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 no. no. Oh,
1: no. Don't worry. We'll put her back to sleep. Everything will be oh, fine. Oh, my lord. Have a good Bye, night. guys.
0: <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to LastPodcastNetwork.com